no, no pundit on TV will ever get a job again. <laughs> Hello guys, welcome back to the 40 Yard Switch. As always, I'm Woodson. I'm Wilby. And we're out here in the cold in a secluded little place uh, outside in the public because we had to get a guest on and we couldn't be bothered fucking with all that Zoom stuff. So without further ado, back again, Mr. Croatia himself, one half Dinamo, one half Arsenal, it's Max Rezik, how are you? Right, uh, Cross between striker and right wing back, uh, Brunswick Zebras. Uh, get to know. Uh, so yeah, um, he as a, as a, as a big Croatia guy, uh, he's come on to partly talk about that, but also just to, so we have a bit of synergy with. We're talking about three groups today, so we've got three people to talk about those groups. Um, although surprisingly enough, we've got Rezik, we've got Rezik, big Croatia fan on, but I'm actually talking about the group the Croatia's in. Rezik, uh, which is Group D, so I'll be breaking that, breaking that down today. Uh, Rezik will be breaking down Group E, and we'll, we'll be rounding it out, breaking down Group F, before we give our uh, predictions for the tournament. All right, well, without further ado, guys, I'll, let's jump into it. Eh? You're going to start off? Yeah, I'm going to start off. Um, all right, so Group D, obviously, we've got our boys, Wilbur, England, uh, Rezik's Huge. boys, Croatia, uh, Scotland, and Scotland. the Czech Republic. <laughs> Now, um, England see, everywhere seem to be heavily favoured, and while I think, given our defensively defensive situations at the moment, I don't necessarily think we should be like I've, I've, like the odds for England to win the whole thing are second to France, and I don't think we're that good. But that being said, um, we're odds to top this group with Croatia coming in second, and then it's a bit uh, disgrace. Yeah, uh, hit or miss there. But anyway, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna break down Croatia first. Uh, so. In qualifying, they played eight, won five, drew two, lost one, had a goal difference of 13. Uh, they did pretty well. Uh, I think they topped their group, if, if memory serves me correctly. Yes, they topped the group that was, uh, also had Wales in it, Slovakia, Hungary, and Azerbaijan. So not the hardest group in the world, but credit where it's due. Uh, their strengths are obviously their midfield, with Brozovic, winning the, who just won the league with Inter, uh, Luka Modric needs no introduction, and Mateo Kovacic, who has really come into his own past few years at Chelsea. Uh, big fan of his, Rezik, I know you are. Yeah, I think he's a really good player. <laughs> <laughs> um, and also, they've, they've also got decent-ish wide players, Perisic, Reb, Rebic, Kramaric. Orsic has had some really good moments, but not going to quite call him on the same level as those guys yet. Yeah, I mean, I mean that game that he lit it up against Tottenham, it wasn't a very... Um good display from Tottenham no but like he scored a bunch of really good goals yeah um, And but then yeah their weaknesses are, in my opinion are defence like uh, they've had no real like Lovren is obviously not the player he was in 2018 when they made their World Cup run mm-hmm. and aside from Vida who just won the uh, the Turkish League with Besiktas and even then the Turkish League isn't the strongest league in the world Player for player, they're not we're nowhere near what their defense was is was in um, twenty eighteen. Rosalco at right back was a mainstay and playing really well in twenty eighteen. Now he's been the injury plague season for Atletico only started six games. Uh, their left back it seems to be interchangeable. They don't actually have, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Rezik. You don't have a there isn't a lockdown 
guy left back. No, there. and I think the reason for that is, as you said, their defence is a bit shaky. Like, when you look at that squad, by far, the defence is their biggest weakness. Mm. And, yeah, I just think another... So, like, yeah, their, their defence, they had a torrid time in the Nations League last year. Uh, lost all but two of their games. Got battered by Portugal as well. Um, and, yeah, I just think that we won't see the same Croatia that we saw in 2018. That being said, that midfield that they have and the wide players that they do have will give them enough quality to qualify from this group. Another th- key thing I do think will be a, f- a stumbling block for them is they've found no real replacement for Mario Mandzukic. He was huge for them in the World Cup, scored the two goals that in the semi-final against England, most, mo- most notably, and yeah, they just don't have that front man. They've, they've, they sometimes sub in Rebic up top, but like, yeah, it doesn't, they don't really have that, that guy who's been that main talisman focal point up front, and they've suffered for it. So yeah, I think they'll probably finish second, but we'll see how it goes. And then next we've got Czech Republic. Uh, again, Scraped through in qualifying, played a 1-5, lost 3. Strengths, obviously, Socek and their right side uh, with Sufal and Masipus. Masipus is a right winger for, for Slavia Prague. Uh, Arsenal played against him. He's, he didn't look amazing when Arsenal played against him in the Europa League, but he's looked really good in games I've seen recently. So, again, there's not a whole lot of strength, strengths of them. Um, their defence is weak. Uh, they've got a next, the midfielder next to Socek isn't very good. They've got no real, no real quality up front. But they they topped their group in qualifying. Actually, no, they didn't top their group. They finished second to us in qualifying England. So they've never yeah. been the same since uh, Nedved retired, have they? <laughs> <laughs> or Thomas Rosicky, bro. Oh, Rosicky, of course. And Petr Cech. <laughs> they've they've had met. some players, you know. But yeah, yeah, but they just they, don't. They don't quite seem up to, you know, that that level that they used to. Yeah, and like you, like Thomas Rosicky is great, but like you've compared to like the Thomas Rosicky and stuff, like it's. Not He's not going to win you a Euro. No, yeah. exactly. So yeah, I, He's a solid I, I've got them penciled in to finish last. There's not a whole much left, left, what to say about them, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's where it gets interesting. Uh, Scotland. Now, Scotland. I think these, like, while I'm not picking them to be like a sneaker or, or a, uh, like a sneakily good team or a dark horse or anything, I do think uh, while finishing third, they will get out of the group based on how many points won with that, uh, the top four third place teams running out. Uh, they've got a really solid base of defence. That midfield... Whoever is in it, they've got uh, McGinn and McTominay and whoever else plays with them, that's still a solid two. Yep. And their left side is arguably one of the best left sides in the whole tournament with Tierney and Robertson. Yeah. Phenomenal. So I who, who plays more advanced, Robertson? Robertson plays more advanced. So like Tierney plays a little like a left centre back, he's played that for Arsenal, but he sort of he gets up and Robertson just plays pretty much left mid. Yeah. Um and yeah, like they'll they'll surprise some people, especially yeah. in the group stage. They've got some really good players and then a lot of solid players. Yeah. Shay Adams up front too. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Shay Adams. Uh, Lyndon Dykes. Lyndon Dykes. Australian He's great boy. in my <laughs> Southampton <laughs> manager. Apparently he was playing in like Queensland second division like four or five years ago. Oh, really? Who is this? Yeah. Lyndon Dykes. He's like, he, he spent oh. a lot of his life in Australia apparently. Yeah. Oh, sick. Lyndon Dykes. Yeah, well, see, they've got a lot of, like, lot, lot of options next to Shay Adams. They've got Lyndon Dykes, uh, Nesbitt, uh, Forrest from Celtic as well. So Billy... Billy Gilmore from Chelsea? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he actually looked really good in their 1-0 oh, win against really? Luxembourg in the friendly the other day. So he's really technical on the ball, one of Frank Lampard's kids he brought up. Yeah. So yeah, also, and then... On, on Scotland, just quickly, did you see Ange Postecoglou got appointed? The Celtic job? Celtic yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he a good coach? That's what I... So <laughs> I asked my friend Josh, because like, I know he won the Asian League with Australia, and yeah. Josh apparently said he won the A-League four times and has won the J-League. Mm-hmm. But then, so I'm like, he's clearly the best coach that Australia has produced. But did he coach the national team? Yeah, he coached. Yeah, they won the Asian Cup. What about Graham Arnold? <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, 
Yeah, so I, I, pa- hey, pa- power to him. Hopefully he does well, but it's a big step up from the J League to the Scottish League. Yeah. Um, but it's a hard... Like, going to that Celtic job is sort of win or go home, right? Because like, mm. you're expected to win every year, but it's hard when yeah. Rangers are doing if so. He, if he, I, I've heard... Yeah. Uh, Josh said there's been word, like, rumours that, like, if he doesn't... If he needs any time to sort of get a squad together, he's going to be under the pump. Yeah, I agree. He needs to win now. Uh, and then finally in Group D is England. Like we've talked to death about England. Um, obviously, he's question marks defensively, but more than enough talent in midfield and up front for me uh, for us to see us top in the group. I don't. I think it'll be close. I don't think by any means we're going to win all three games easily, but I do think we've got enough quality um, up top if uh, Gareth just picks the right players. Mm. Did, yeah. did, did he make the right choice with Ben White? Um. Yes and no. Yes, because you you got to bring in cover for Harry, uh, Harry Maguire no because if Harry Maguire is not that fit like we've talked about off yeah just drop him and bring James Ward-Prowse yeah. and Ben White so I think yeah I think that's the issue right yeah. if, if Maguire's not fit he, he, he shouldn't be in the squad yeah so why is he not fit what's the injury what's he got ankle injury ankle injury I think and yeah. he hasn't played well he missed like the last three games of the Premier League yeah wasn't there talk they're going to put one of their right backs as a centre back yeah if we play a back three Carl Walker will do that yeah right. yeah uh, but anyway, yeah, so I see England topping this group, uh, Croatia second, Scotland third, but also to qualify and Czech Republic to finish last. Any problems with that? You guys would have it any differently? No, obviously, you probably have Croatia fin- finishing first. Yeah, look, I think it's going to be hard for Croatia just because England, obviously, all the hype, they always have the most hype, in my opinion, out of any team in any of these. True, but also we're playing at home this time. Yeah, so. I think that adds to it. I think, yeah, you'd be crazy to think Croatia's going to top the group. But I think second is very realistic. Yeah. Uh, Rezik, Group E. Group E. So we got Spain, Poland, Sweden, and Slovakia. So how I broke it down was form leading up to Euros, then some players, and then themes. So I'll start off with Spain. And in relation to their form leading up to Euros, they played 10 games, 8 wins, 2 draws, so no losses, which is impressive. Impressive. They scored 31 and only conceded 5. Uh, including that annihilation against Germany, which was 6-0 with full scores. When was that? November last year. Oh, shit. Yeah, so 6-0. Completely forgot about that. (laughs) And they've got got the fifth best odds on any of the sort of bet makers to win the entire thing. Mm. They've got a really good coach now. Enrique? Yeah. Yeah. Did he coach Liverpool? No, he coached Barcelona. Barcelona. When they had Messi set Suarez Neymar. Also, yeah, that that team of young players they fielded recently in that in that last friendly against Portugal was, I was impressed nah the, the game after Portugal I can't remember who they played but they played like a really young really young team and mm. they've got some players yeah. there and also they've been they've like they were missing out on Ramos but then managed to get America Laporte to yeah, it's switch, not, switch they've got, nationalities so. they've got talent <laughs> yeah. uh, so when it comes to players it's all the players that we know like Rodri who's going to be expected to play that kind of Sergio Busquets role but wouldn't Busquets play that? I don't think he would start. I don't know if really? he's starting anymore. Is he for, I, 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 saw, I saw him, him play, play against Portugal. But I don't think he's starting day, most of their friendlies. Fair enough. Uh, and then obviously players like Jordi Alba, Morata. But I picked two players to really keep an eye on who I think are going to have an interesting tournament. And one of those is Danny Olmo, who's um, Dinamo Zagreb product. <laughs> so this is one of those interesting players that played for the Wait, Barcelona. does he still play for Dinamo Zagreb? No, so he started off by playing for the Barcelona youth program. And you know that's one of the most touted youth programs in the world. And then what happened was... That heap of like 15, 16 year olds who started wanting to play for the first team but weren't given the opportunity. And like four or five of their best youth players went to play for different cl- clubs at the ages of 15, 16 and sort of bet on themselves. And that's why Danny went from Barcelona juniors to Dinamo, killed it at Dinamo, and then was bought by uh, RB Leipzig. About oh, he plays for Leipzig, ago. yeah, and you recognize And that. made the Bundesliga team of the season this season. 
So, you know, it's not really fair to call him a rising star because he's already made team of the season yeah, in yeah. Bundesliga. So I think this is really his opportunity to show out on the world stage and be a centerpiece of, of Spain because he's already made team of the season. He's starting for them. And I think he's going to be a name that we all know. And clearly, he's a Dinamo product, so he's going to be a superstar. Yeah, and, and you're a little biased. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then the second player I picked was Gerard Moreno um, from Villarreal. Just won the Europa League. Well, that too, but also he's the, finished as a, one of the top three goal scorers in La Liga three seasons straight, and I don't think he really gets much of the credit he deserves. He finished third yeah, this it's, season. It's, it's hard when you're falling behind, like, you know, Benzema's and Messi's. Exactly. So, yeah. you know, he started most of their games in friendlies behind Morata. I mean, in front of Morata because of consistency. He was their highest goal scorer in the last 10 games. And I think similar to Danny Omo, he's, this is a real opportunity for him to sort of take the next step. He's 29 now, and there are strong rumours that he's... Uh, going to leave Villarreal and move to places like Real Madrid where they're looking to sign someone to replace Benzema who's turning 35 so would I think you, if he has a good would you if, you if you were Enrique would you start him over Morata? I would just because the consistency yeah, and he's Morata. been starting most of their games and Morata's one of those hit and miss players right like yeah. he's had great seasons he's had shocking seasons quite often more misses than hits yeah I and feel, if, I feel like he's just like I don't, I don't know his finishing like f- from what I've seen watching him his finishing isn't really that great I don't know yeah I mean maybe, we, we maybe saw I've him seen a bad sample but we like, saw him spurn a hat-trick the other day in a friendly against Portugal yeah. so yeah yeah, and I just think, again, you've got a top three goal scorer in La Liga, three th- seasons straight. He brings consistency. He's been playing, he's been starting for Spain in most of their friendlies. I don't see why you play, you bring Morata on in the 60th if he's not playing well. Yeah. Mm. So then when you go into themes, God, Spain, Spain's a hard one. Like, you know, growing up with Spain being such a powerhouse. Yeah, when they, when they won the Euros, the World Cup. The yeah, Euros, yeah, domestically, even with, you know, a, a league like La Liga. And then internationally growing up winning the 2010 World Cup. But since then... I don't think you'd disagree. It's just been downhill. Yeah. Like, with both results and, and team strength. Like, in 2010, that was really their last success in international competition. And, you know, they've had some momentum, obviously, coming into this with, what was it? 10, 10 games, 8 wins, and 2 draws. And they should come on top of this group. But I don't really have any faith in them going further than yeah, cause the they, final Yeah, they, because they were, they were knocked out in the group stage I think in the 2018 well yeah 2018 they lost to Russia in the round of 16 and I just really don't see them progressing far so I think being considered the fifth best team in this is a a reach for them but I think a lot of that has to do with Enrique I feel like because he's he's got them purring like on uh, on offense and And they've they've got momentum there's no denying it I just uh, based on that squad strength I don't I don't have much faith in them but do you have them topping the group yeah still topping the group but that's based on the strength of the group rather than Spain yeah. So then Portugal, I mean, sorry, not Portugal, <laughs> um, Poland, uh, form-wise, played 10, won 8, drew 1, lost 1, netted 18, conceded 5, so not scoring that many. Players, look, I don't want to say it's a one-man squad, uh, and it's hard to see them getting out of the group, but if Lewandowski doesn't perform, right? Despite the fact he has only scored one, he only scored one goal in their 2016 Euro campaign. Which is crazy, really? right? He probably doesn't get a whole lot of service, hey. Cause well, that's the problem. Wouldn't cast around him. And like, I don't, you know, th- there are a lot of these sort of one or two man squads when it comes to Euros and these smaller European countries. And you know, Lewandowski is a great player to have, but you know, with these strikers, they can't go and win you a game because it's about how you give them the ball. Yeah. So I don't really yeah. see much from them, and you know, they've got the ex Arsenal superstar in goal, Chesney. Wojciech Chesney, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, bossing it. Somewhere? No, that was um, that was a shit post on Reddit. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, bossing it between the posts. <laughs> and actually, where did it say that he moved? It said like, like so. Basically, Lazio posted a smoking emoji on their Twitter account because they just signed oh, Rizzo. Yeah, they signed yeah, sorry, yeah, and then yeah. someone posted it on Arsenal Reddit, being like, Wojciech Chesney signs for Lazio. Yeah. <laughs> what does he smoke? Because no, because like, there was a whole drama. There was that drama when after a game when we got knocked out. 
out against Bradford or someone in the cup. Uh, he was caught smoking in the showers by Arsene Wenger after the game. Oh. And he was like he was like suspended for like three games. Look, he's had a good he's career since Arsenal. Yeah. Um, and then also their their backup keeper is uh, Fabianski, so another Arsenal Fabianski product. Another Arsenal product. So they've yeah. got two ex Arsenal players in, in in goals. And themes wise, look, last Euros they got to the quarterfinals, losing to Portugal, then ended yeah. up winning it. So you know, can they repeat it? Probably not. <laughs> um, and look, I think if they get out of this group, it'd be a success for them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've got Slovakia next uh, in relation to form. They uh, played eight, won four, drew one, lost three. Uh, players, you know, for years, when I think of Slovakia, there's only one player Marek that comes Hamsik. to mind. That's right. <laughs> Marek Hamsik with his mohawk. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, you know, is he, he's. Is, is he still. Where's he playing? So he's 33 years Napoli, old, now, right? Still. Uh, and he was at Napoli when we all sort of learnt about him early yeah. in his career. Then he was lined up for a big transfer to one of the big European clubs. And. What did he do? He took the money and went to China oh, <laughs> in the peak of his career, is, <laughs> which is pretty disappointing. Um, and then obviously they've got, you know, standout player is Milan Skriniar. I don't know how to pronounce it. Skriniar. Yeah. So that's the um, centre back from Inter Milan who plays obviously in the centre. And, you know, personally, Next I think he's, Bridge, a, yeah. he's probably a top 10 centre back in the world. Yeah. Like yeah. He, he's lined up for a very big transfer if he wants to leave Inter. Well, I mean, stage. why would you though? Like, Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, but can a superstar centre-back take you through the Euros? Absolutely not. Uh, Unless and it's I think, Van Dyke, no. Yeah, regardless of form, I don't think they're getting through. Like, yep. It's as simple as that. Mm. And then the big team for me in this group, and my dark horse, is Sweden. Sweden. I love Sweden. Without Ibra. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, play Wait, 10. Lindelof's not going to take it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, play 10, won 6, drew 3, lost 1, scored 23, conceded 9. Players, Lindelof, as mentioned, <laughs> from Man U. They've got um, veteran Seb Larson, which is a name that rings quite true. Mate, he used to bang EPL free legend. kicks for Sunderland. Yeah, yeah, right? EPL legend. Bang free kicks yeah. for Sunderland. And there's a player here I've never heard of, but he, you guys might know him. He's uh, Dejan uh, Kulovetsky, who's the 21-year-old 21 midfielder for Juve, who starts in like nearly every game this season for them in Serie A, out, out on the wing. He's a 21-year-old midfielder. Um, there you go. So he's uh tat- like he started every game for UV this season. I need much. to watch more City. Yeah. yeah. So and obviously with I- Ibra out, it's huge for for Sweden. But the player I want to highlight here and remember the name Alexander Isak. Alexander oh, I've Isak. I've heard of him. I've heard of him. Because yeah. if you don't know him, you will know him soon. He's yeah. a 21 year old. He's six foot four striker with Real Sociedad. 94 pace on FIFA. <laughs> <laughs> 92 shot. 90 physical. He was the sixth highest goal scorer in the league last season for Real Sociedad. And, you know, in basketball, we use this term unicorn, which sort of describes these players that are seven foot that can do everything. Because if you're, you're seven da- foot... You're yeah, if you're seven foot and you can do everything, you're unguardable. And LeBron's only 6'9", but if he was seven foot, he'd be the best player ever, yeah. right? This guy is, to me, as close of a unicorn in football that you will find. He is six foot four. He's pacey. Go on YouTube. What's his first touch like? Incredible. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> you know, he's doing know everything he can. And look, you know, if you do yourself a favor, type his name in on YouTube and watch any of the highlights because he had an amazing season for Rayo Sociodad. He's 21 and he's already been linked to Barcelona. Like, he is going to be a superstar in my eyes one day. So, like, buy his stock. 
And he also led my Cambridge United management <laughs> to the Premier yeah. League. <laughs> the, the, the next Imbra. Take, <laughs> take Rezik's uh, FIFA takes about players with a grain of salt, of course. <laughs> Disclaimer. Absolutely. But look, he finished, again, he finished sixth in the league of top goal scorer. He's 21. He's six foot four. I think he's got a great career ahead of him. Yeah. He actually got bought from Borussia Dortmund. He has a buyback clause, and they're currently arguing about the price for this buyback clause and how much Rayo Sociedad are willing to oh, put Dortmund. on the table. Yeah, Borussia. Oh, so they can just sell Haaland. So that's one of the reasons they're, in, they're they're actually open to selling Haaland because they do see this guy as the potential. And if they can rake that's in 100 sick. million from Haaland, they're pretty happy with this so replacement. This, this just hits the nail on the head. Well, we always talk about Dortmund are the most well-run club in Europe. Yeah, possibly, just, possibly the world. It's, it's it's crazy how good they are. Obviously, I don't know much about this guy, but they're going to get money for Haaland. Yeah, yeah. So so to wrap up, I think group winners here. You can't go past Spain. Yeah. But I think second place, and as I said, my dark horse is Sweden, on the back of Isak being, you know, netting six goals in the group stages in three matches and really showing out. Yeah. And then you've got um, any either of the teams that don't qualify, uh, qualifying I don't think through so. the third place stuff or not? Look, the problem with this third place stuff, and I'm still trying to wrap my head around it, but would you agree that these teams that might come up in this third place are not, you know, Germany in the group of death, but rather these teams that have weak groups... And as in a in a sense, will finish with similar points to those two that go through. Yeah, similar similar points to the team that finishes second. Yeah. Yeah, and it's more likely to happen in these groups which aren't as strong because you've got you know Sweden playing Poland. You know who's yeah. favourite. I reckon. It, yeah, I reckon there could be one from this group. Poland. Yeah. Poland is realistic. I think yeah. I picked them. As I one think of my Slovakia teams. are going to be whipping boys in this group. I think that I think I, I would be very surprised if Slovakia weren't the worst team in the entire tournament. Especially if if really? Spain yeah. underperforms. So sp- say Spain draw with. Po- Poland, then we're looking at one of these groups coming through yeah. as the one of these teams coming through the group. But that's the wrap up. But for your uh, take, yeah, it's Spain and Sweden and no one else qualifying from that group. I, I don't think so, unless Spain underperform and then some of these two bottom teams being Slovakia and Poland steal Step some points. Yeah. yeah. Alrighty. Well, that, that was good. Uh, I would probably agree with that. And Yeah, I, th- I, I, I think Spain definitely have to finish first and then it's going to be very tight between Sweden and Poland. Yeah. Right? Um, that's because you haven't seen his sack play <laughs> <laughs> but like I, I mean you talk about like a player like Lewandowski who's just like did he just break the record for the most goals scored in the Bundesliga season? yeah like twice he broke yeah. his own record I'm pretty he broke sure his own record. Like, actually no no I sorry mean, he broke Gerd Miller's like record that, but he, he almost broke it last season as well we talk about maybe a centre back can't change your trajectory in the tournament he can yeah for sure for this sure. is my second beer we'll probably start the podcast <laughs> getting on Nothing the VBs like... <laughs> Um, oops, I said that on um, Cool. All right. So Good thing about being outside in the in public is that Rezik can drink and smoke as much as he pleases. I'm not smoking. What are you talking about? <laughs> All right. So sh- should we get on to Group F? Yeah, we can. The Group of Death. Group of Death. This, this must have been fun for you. Um, yeah, I, I suppose. Oh, like straight off the bat, it's obviously just an immensely tough group. You've got basically three of the best teams in the world in France, Portugal, and Germany, and then basically an underdog playing most of their group games at home um, oh, sort of against the odds I forgot that dynamic that was making yeah. interesting hey, can you yeah. explain that a bit what so the so the, the the games for this group are going to be played exclusively in Munich and Budapest oh, wow. at, at the Puskas Arena so obviously that's going to have an effect I still don't think Hungary are going to qualify it's going to be very tough for them but yeah just makes an, an immensely tough group for sure um, so, 
Let's start with France. <laughs> when I was going through these teams, it's very, it's very hard to pick out weaknesses in, yeah. in any of these teams, apart from Hungary, which I... Especially World Cup, World Cup winners, France. Yeah. yeah. Um, when I was looking at their squad, though, I think the only potential weakness that I see is a goalkeeper. I don't think... I don't know. I, I really don't think Lloris is like quite world-class anymore. Yeah, he nah. plays for Tottenham. Yeah, I mean, I think he was world class in the past. I think at one point he yeah, was definitely. really world class, but he's kind of fallen off a bit. I think he had an injury for a while. I also think like his decline has sort of been mirrored by Tottenham's defense defensive mm. de- decline as well. Yeah, I suppose it's hard when you've got that sort of defense. But true, but like, but like, the, like the same players two years ago with him at how good he was were, pl- were playing better. So like, yeah, I think I think that's a good take there. He's 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 no longer top ten anymore in my opinion. Yeah, I think it's hard to be a standout goalkeeper when you play for a dead club. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, I I reckon that's basically where I see France's weakness, if if there is one, because the the backup goalkeeper, the second and third goalkeepers are Mandana and Mygen, which I've basically never yeah. heard of. I've heard of Mandanda. He's been at Marseille for a while. Yeah, he's, he's good. yeah he's pretty good. Um, he's been linked to, but a like big again, clubs. like Marseille don't ever yeah, finish exactly. near the top of the league one. So like yeah. yeah. Um, and all the good French goalkeepers get bought by other leagues. Yeah, yeah. Exhibit A, Edward Mendy. Yeah. Do we really think that weakness of a goalkeeper for France is going to make a difference with whether they win or lose games? No, no. Against no, it could make a different difference in like those real top level yeah. games and towards I think, the business end of the competition. That's a testament to how good they are. This this is a point about this group. I'm I'm going to nitpick weaknesses in these sides when yeah. there really isn't one, but there's no margin for error in this group yeah. at all. For sure. Um, so yeah, basically, um, apart from that for France, um, Benzema limped off in the last friendly against Bulgaria, um, so he might not be fit, but they haven't had Benzema for basically the best part of five years, and I honestly think a player like Giroud is one of the most underrated players in world football. Criminally underrated. Um, and so... Bro, they, they won the World Again, Cup. Again, there's no weakness there. They, yeah, they won the World Cup right with him, and he, he had one shot on target the whole tournament yeah. in the final. So are they starting Mbappe and him? How yeah, they usually work? start Mbappe on the wing. Right. No, so against Wales, Benzema and Mbappe were forward, and then you've got Playing two Griezmann up. just in behind them. God, it's a good squad. Interesting. Um, anyway, uh, in terms of their form, um, I've just basically looked at the last two games to be honest with you. <laughs> And they've been friendlies, um, but yeah, they've won three nil in both games, so they're, they're looking pretty hot. Um, moving on to Portugal, um, obviously a team with just crazy attacking talent. Um, you don't really need to go through it. Um, <laughs> I reckon the weaknesses are at centre back here. Obviously, they've got Ruben Dias, but apart from that, they've got Pepe. So the two, the, the two, the two other centre backs in their squad is Pepe. Who's really old? Yeah. <laughs> Where does he play for these days? Uh, I think Porto. 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 Yeah, but he's things. like he. I think him and the guy you're about to mention are both north of thirty six. Yeah, so. yeah. Pepe. Um, but yeah. To be fair, he was amazing at mm. the at the Euros that they won in twenty sixteen. Um, and the other centre back is Jose Font. Um, oh yeah. Um, yeah, and I just don't think. Interesting thing about Jose Font though is he is thirty seven and he is old, but 37? he did he did just win the league with um, Lil. Lil. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I saw something about like his his story on like yeah. social media recently. He was like, well, he went to like England and it didn't work out at Crystal Palace, and then he like rebuilt his career at Southampton. Yeah, yeah. 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 
Um, but yeah, I, I reckon there is a little bit of a, a weakness at centre back for Portugal. I also think that right back Nelson Semedo. No, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, defensively. Yeah. Um, there's a. Remember the name of this guy. <laughs> Have you looked into the whole like drama around Ronaldo taking free kicks? As in he shouldn't. As in he shouldn't, and he skied one. Into oh like, yeah, I saw that in, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the friendly. Yeah. Because you've got you know Bruno Fernandez and all these oh, great yeah, free kick takers, <laughs> yeah. and apparently no one will like dispute when Ronaldo's like I'm taking it, but he just hasn't got that. Bro, free he's kick can, like, like this is one of these takes that I hate. Like Ronaldo built up this reputation at United. And like, albeit was, he built it up fairly, but he is shocking and has been shocking at free kicks for five he never, plus years. Yeah, now. he never progressed past the knuckleball. Like yeah, yeah. that's all he can do at the free kick. And he's not even the knuckleball anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, j- just quickly on the defense, though, the, the name that I was looking for is Nuno Mendes. He's at 18 years old, plays at fullback, and he is um, probably a player to watch this tournament. Oh, yeah. He's he's quite good. Well, how do you reckon Diogo Jota is going to go? I've heard a couple whispers that he could be a really Breakout star. I reckon. I reckon he's gonna kill it. He's 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 looked sharp in the in the friendlies. Like I reckon he basically would have been like the signing of the season, in the Premier League yeah. this year if he didn't um, get injured. If he if he was fit, he yeah. was my favorite player to watch this season in the EPL. Yeah, he saved Liverpool a couple of times. Yeah, he's, he's like a he's Portuguese Jamie Vardy, honestly. It's <laughs> class. Um. So yeah, Portugal uh, maybe a little bit um weak at the centre back position. Um and Ronaldo. Obviously lost a little bit of sharpness and a little bit of pace, and I think at times maybe spurning opportunities, maybe you know that margin of error that's so important in this group. Yeah, it's like at what point does is he able to do the things he was able to do yeah. for so many years? So I'm just going to take a quick break in the podcast and do a true or false on my VB cap. Here we go. So is it true or false that Neighbours has over 1,000 more episodes than Home and Away? I'm going to say true. true. Flaming true. <laughs> anyway, Germany. <laughs> Tell us all. Will. On, to, on, on to Germany. Basically, there there are no weak positions with, with Germany. The, the the squad is like completely stacked everywhere. They've got players who can play in two positions like Kimmich. Um, and yeah, the, 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 these are big names, so I don't really have to go through them. The, the name that I wanted to talk hey, about... Go, 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 go through them anyway. I want to hear them. <laughs> yeah, I want to hear them. <laughs> I want to hear them. <laughs> Bring them up. Right? <laughs> let, let me go to this one first. The name that I wanted to talk about is Jamal Musiala. Uh, He's 18 years old. Um... He actually played under twenty ones for England, and he's just made the switch to wow. um, to play senior football with Germany. Um, and he looks like an absolute jet. Bayern, Bayern, right? Bayern. Yeah. yeah. He he um, was born in Stuttgart, um, moved to England, and played Chelsea youth, and then moved to Bayern Munich youth, and is now playing in the senior team Sick. at Bayern Munich. Um, so yeah, he's definitely one to watch. I think. Another thought that I had about Germany is that there's a lot of players who played, who have played under Pep Guardiola in that team, um, and I think I saw a little bit in their most recent game against Latvia where they won seven one. They were just like <laughs> they absolutely smashed them, but they were like like hitting the touchline and cutting back like just basically from the six yard box quite often, and they looked very very mm. dangerous. Uh, uh, another a player that I've. Um wanted to see on the national stage for a while for Germany since ever since he went to Bayern and started really performing as Serge Gnabry I reckon him as well if he gets yeah. a, if, I'm not sure if he even starts in that team but like if he gets a chance to come off and make an impact I reckon he can do really well no I reckon he starts He's he, he, he's been starting recently as well so yeah we've got Gnabry 
um, Goretzka, Gundogan, uh, Nurhaus, Cruz, Kimmich, Muller, Sane, Havertz. It's outrageous. <laughs> it's outrageous. Werner, and then the defense: Hummel, Sula, um, Rudiger. Um, Emre Chan, Klosterman. Jesus yeah. Christ. And also the goalkeepers, Neuer, Leno, and Trapp. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And also, I think one, one more point is, I think um, this is uh, Joachim Lowe's, like uh last yeah. time, so I reckon they're going to like fire up a bit for that. When did he win the cup with Spain? When, I mean, sorry, Germany. He won the 2014 World 2014. Cup. 2014. But then recently, like they went out in the group stage of the Russia World Cup, and he's had a lot of scrutiny on him. Yeah. Um, so, and he has finally stepped down. But yeah, so this, this World but Cup, he I is. I think with the exception of Russia, though, he is a, a manager that's basically, like, outperformed at, at big tournaments. Yeah. Like, he, he, he does he does really well. Um, lastly, Hungary. <laughs> and I've been dreading this because I feel like I'm going to completely mess the names up. <laughs> <laughs> but Dominic Joboslai. <laughs> Joboslai, yeah. <laughs> um, is, uh, is, is, is obviously quite incredible v- very young player I, I believe he's 20 years old um, he scored the goal against Iceland that helped them qualify for the Euros um, was so, linked yeah. with Arsenal that was about to say <laughs> so much we didn't get it <laughs> um, and the, the other player that I've got down here is their, their number 9 uh, Jaz uh, Jaloy <laughs> close I've, enough I've Bro, like, we're not going to get any closer to that um, but yeah, I, I think Hungary are definitely just going to struggle. And I think even having a player that's that's so good as, as Dominic is, yeah. <laughs> um, I, th- I think not having the players around you makes it very difficult. And, you know, that's the reason why a young player like Musiala for Germany can do well. is because yeah. he's got that amazing talent around him. Um, do you think, um, just, not, just to go back to Germany for a second, uh, they didn't do so well in the World Cup because they didn't have Thomas Muller and they've picked him this time around. Do you think that's going to have an impact? Like a big impact? Yeah, for sure. Or do you reckon I, he's a little bit past it? Nah, I reckon Muller's, I, I reckon Muller's going to have a great tournament. I've actually got him down for one of the... Oh, yeah, we'll get, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> I just think with those players like Muller who have been around the national team for so long, they can only do well. Yeah. Also, he's just got a wealth of attacking talent that are going to hit the touchline and cut the ball back to him. Yeah. And he's just going to put the box, everyone of the box. away. Yeah. Like, he's going to kill um, um, my, my predictions. I've got uh, Germany to finish first. Oh. Like France like finishing that. second. Portugal third. And Hungary fourth. And basically, like, the important game is the opener um, for this group, Hungary versus Portugal in Budapest. I reckon... It's going to be a draw, and that's basically the reason Portugal won't qualify. Oh, yeah, I reckon that you haven't qualified. Portugal, no. Oh, that that that's you. Oh, yeah, nice, nice. <laughs> Not I, even as a third place. Yeah. Well, I actually haven't considered the third, the third yeah. place. So but like, but like, but honestly, if they if they draw that and then they lose to Spain and uh, to France and Germany, they won't qualify because there'll be other teams that did better. Yeah. That's yeah, that's the thing. Like Rezig was saying before, like in in, in a group like um like like the one you talked about, I can't remember the, the letter. <laughs> group E. <laughs> group E. Like, but because it's so because it's so tight between those last three teams, that's when that third place will kick in. But in a group like this, I've got Portugal down to get two points. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. Because they, they'll draw against Hungary and draw against Germany and lose to France. I reckon. Fair enough. Interesting. So, yeah, okay. That's well, it. all right. So, that being said, that's our group, group wrap-up for D, E, and F. And now what we're going to do is we're going to move on to our tournament predictions. Uh, so, we, the predictions we've... We're going to give our winner, who we think is going all the way, uh, Golden Boot, uh, obviously speaks for itself, player of the tournament, uh, surprise package. This is a team that like isn't going to win it, but like no one really 
we'll get out of the group and might even nab a round of 16 or quarterfinal spot. Uh, I mean, win. Uh, and then we've also got Dark Horse, which is a team that is outside the France, Germany, Portugal, Belgium, England. Yep. That will... Um, that will might them like not necessarily win it like not necessarily they we're saying they will win it but they, they have a chance to win it uh so we'll start off with our winners um this is a little bit boring but i've got france i've got france i've got france <laughs> <laughs> i mean you kind of saw that coming it's yeah. hard it's hard, to, it's hard to bet against them with um, their form and just their team yeah. it's so hard to, there's a reason they're favorites yeah and like there is a, there is a, such a thing as a tournament hangover from the world cup and like that that might make them fall especially in a knockout round where it's one game but like yeah like i, I we, we uh, you can do like a tournament predictor thing uh, on the Euro website, and as I, I did that multiple times, and with France versus multiple different opponents, and I just can't see any of them beating France. So, did, wait, did, did you have them winning the group? Yeah, okay. had them winning the group. I wonder so if that I... makes it more interesting. Mm, true. Uh, Golden Boot. I've got Mbappe just because I think they'll be in the tournament the whole way through, and he was he's even better now than he was at the World Cup. So yeah, I've got um, Muller. Muller. Yeah, and I have Lukaku. Yeah, Luka. oh, that's that's a good shout. That's a good that's shout. A that's a good shout. shout. That's a good shout. I like that. Uh, yeah, I think, yeah, all good shout. Uh, Muller's won it before. If there was ever a time that Lukaku was going to win it, it's this tournament. He's at the peak of his And powers. he's on form in club level with yeah. Inter. Like, I just don't... There's no reason he shouldn't win it. Yeah, I think, yeah, it's, it's, it's just going to hinge on teams getting to the end yeah. of um, as far the as tournament. They can. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, player of the tournament. Uh, my one's a little bit controversial here because this is banking on England making it to at least the semi-final stage. Uh, possible, and, yeah, so if, if I think that if, Ling- if England make it to at least the semi-final stage, maybe even to the final, I think... Jack Grealish has any has wow. every chance in the world to win player of the tournament. I think he's dynamic. Every time he steps on the pitch, uh, he looks like the best player we've got, aside from maybe Kane. Uh, yeah, I just think he's going to make things happen if he, if Gareth picks him to start and he's he's going to light it up. I reckon he'll start, and I reckon he'll definitely have a big, big impact. It'll just hinge on how far England can go. Yeah, but is he going to sign for Arsenal? <laughs> no, no, he's not. The Saka connection. No. <laughs> Ars- Arsenal fans are starving. We let them man. take Buendia so we can get Grealish. Really, really it was like fans. it was like a photo of um, Grealish with his arm around Saka and like yeah, Arsenal yeah, Reddit like, lost like, it. The bromance is coming. <laughs> we'll anyway. sign him and then we'll appoint Saka as director of football. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Wilver, who have you got? Wait for player of the tournament. Oh, for player. <laughs> Excuse me, uh, Kante. I reckon. I, I reckon if France go all the way, he is by far their most important player, um, and he's obviously just had such a good end to the yeah. Premier League season. Like and the, the Champions, Champions League, League yes. Yeah. I think. I think that's another thing. There's a lot of talk about him at the moment because he finished those two competitions so strong. Although the talk of him winning of him winning the Ballon d'Or is a bit far fetched at the moment. <laughs> like yeah, he, but it's out there. You know? And it's out there, but like he he didn't start playing well until like the last third of the season, and it's only had a handful of good games compared to someone like Lewandowski or Messi who have been doing it literally all week and I feel like Ballon d'Or is very goal orientated when you look at the last couple of years not necessarily Modric won it yeah but he's goat shut (laughs) up he's just the best he's just the best Um, anyway yeah Max who have you got Uh, I think player I'm a bit biased because I do like Belgium's chances of taking it pretty far like yeah. I see them getting to the semis at least Yeah, uh, I think De Bruyne if he's playing mm, it's because oh, their team just is he ran. fit though That's look that's the big question mark around him but we all know if he's fit and playing for a team like Belgium there's no reason why he shouldn't win it yeah. Mate, he, he, he only hurt his face he should be running around <laughs> <laughs> put a bandaid on just a broken eye socket and nose no worries and uh, my yeah, second true, pick true. If De Bruyne doesn't if, play. If Croatia does all right, and what I mean by does all right is if they get past like the group of 16 yeah. and get into the quarters and play decently, and Modric, because the, the squad around him isn't as strong and he will be dictating the play, 
he could potentially get up there. I don't think he will, but if Croatia does well, which I'm obviously betting on, yeah, I think he's a player that we're going to look at if Croatia goes well and put it on his shoulders. Of course, he's their best player. Yeah. I, I think it's a bit... I, personally, I think it's a bit far-fetched for a 34-year-old to win it, but you never know. <laughs> is his goal against Turkey? <laughs> Four years ago? Yeah. Four years ago. <laughs> uh, all right, finally... Uh, well, not finally. Uh, surprise package. Uh, I've got Denmark. I really like their squad. Uh, keeper, centre-backs, midfield, uh, even up top. Um, yeah, I reckon they'll get out of their group, and I honestly reckon they probably will win their round. Of, they could even win their round of sixteen clash as well because like in the way I've done the my tournament tree table is they play Turkey, and everyone likes Turkey, but I I got I like Denmark, so yeah. yeah. Uh, Wilbur. Well, I've got Turkey. <laughs> <laughs> well, wouldn't you know? Um, yeah, I, I think maybe they're less of like an actual surprise. Um, package, but um, yeah, I, I think they'll go really far. I would say they are though, because like people are calling them a dark horse. Like, how can you call them a dark? Like, because yeah, that, I think that's the thing, and we talked about it off air. I don't think they're a dark horse because I don't think they're going to win it. Yeah, but and also they've come from surprised. nowhere. Like, you can't call a team that has, has no history of doing well in tournaments for the past like four mm. tournaments and then call them a dark horse to win it. Yeah, like, yeah. but yeah, I reckon that's a good shout. Yeah. But I think when, if you go back to this idea of what does a dark horse mean, it's essentially a, a, a nation that isn't Belgium, France, Spain, Portugal, yeah, but it, right? it also is the notion that they can win it, that they could surprise everyone and win it. Yeah, you know, like, look, I think it, if we're talking about winning it, I think a dark horse is like Belgium, because if they beat teams like France as underdogs... But they're, they're, they're but they're, but, they're, yeah, but, they're, yeah, but yeah. I would argue that they're up there with favourites. They're like they're third in the betting behind England. Mm. But then, yeah, like if, that, that's the issue. What do you define as dark horse? Because is it like you have to be out of the top well, ten favourites? My, no, my my li- my list of players that can't be considered uh, teams that can't be considered dark horses. Obviously, France and Portugal, the yep. the, the World Cup winner and the, and the Euro Euro holder. Uh, England because they're they're, they're just heavily favoured by everyone. Sure. And, and they're at home. Uh, Germany just because you can never count them out. Yep. And Belgium. Everyone else can realistically be, consi- be considered a dark horse. So with dark horse, I'm like before this, I thought Turkey. Yeah. <laughs> because I think the thing for Turkey for me is that they are, you know, when you talk about golden generations for teams, and we all agreed earlier that Spain is well past their golden generation. To me, Turkey is now in their golden generation. Mm. And if they're ever going to perform on, a na- on an international stage, this is their best opportunity in their history of getting as far as they can. For sure. And then if you're talking about a team well outside... Sweden with Isak. <laughs> <laughs> so, wait, are they your surprise package? Yeah, probably. I'll, I'll, I'll think of a surprise package, but I'm, I'm going to go with you guys and agree that Turkey's the dark horse. Because if they get to the quarters or the semis... I didn't say Turkey was my dark horse. I did. Uh, no. Who was your well, dark I horse? I said surprise. Oh, yeah. you said Denmark. We're doing Denmark. surprise package here, still. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my bad. Dark horse, surprise package, right. So, you've got Turkey as your dark horse. Yep. Because, okay, so I don't have to... Don't, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll come back. Anyway. Yeah, you'll come back to that. <laughs> and surprise package, Sweden. I think Sweden for me. Okay. For, for me, Sweden. All right. Well, uh, my dark horse <laughs> is Italy. Uh, I think they're, mm. yeah. Uh, I, I, upon not knowing too much about them when we did our podcast last week, I did a little bit more looking into their team. And they're, um, like, they've got a lot of guys who've been really good in Serie A this year. Uh, also, just guys who've played well for Inter. Um, strong from top to bottom. Uh, like, defense, goalkeeper, um, midfield wing up top uh, like yeah I just think they've got all the recipes and they've got Roberto Mancini who's a very good coach who I didn't realise they mm. had when we did our podcast last week mm. uh, so yeah like, that, like if the stars align they could potentially yeah. win it all they also, is, is, is Variety fit? Uh, I'm, not sure, I'm not sure week. yet but yeah, like, I, I think he's like touch he's, and he's go he's touch and go yeah. but also I don't think Italy's lost a game in like a year or something no they've, they've, they've won their last 20 that's incredible that's, <laughs> that's ridiculous <laughs> 
Especially with these international friendlies where like you've got you know, your best players sometimes are sitting out because of their league yeah. competitions. Yeah. To win that, 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 yeah, that's, I think that comes back to like what I was just saying before about like Roberto Mancini is like they're just a well coached, well drilled. Mm. Also games are gonna be played in, in Rome. Yeah, in Rome. So, yeah. Yeah, so that's that's a big that's a big thing. Uh will be your dark horse. Well, I had Germany, but you've just classified them as not Yeah, the rules have been changed <laughs> halfway through the pot. <laughs> I reckon I, I I think Germany are a dark horse because mm. I, I, I think they're outside of what people consider to, to, to be the front runners for this yeah. competition. Beca- because of what happened in twenty eighteen. Yeah. They've they've lost recently in high profile games um, against North Macedonia and World Cup qualifiers. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, nah, I reckon. No, nah, that's fair. That's fair. I think. I think I was just sort of like when I because I I'd said France and Portugal past winners of tournaments, but then Germany, you know, they've they've got tournament pedigree. Yeah. So yeah, like yeah. Yeah. Also, playing in Munich as well. Yeah. So I gave what were the two? We're talking about Dark Horse, and what's the other one? Surprise package. My surprise package, if I because I gave Dark Horse being Turkey, yeah, Turkey. I think surprise package Sweden, as I said earlier, yeah. but also. If Croatia underperforms, which many people are thinking may happen, mm. I can see Scotland doing all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, nah, it's true. a good shout. Because you look at their starting eleven, you go, there are some world class players. Yeah, in there. so if sure. they have the chemistry, I can see them going pretty far. No, I'd love to see it. Uh, yeah, I can't, and, I, and personally, the, the game, the game of the group stage for me, forget your Germany versus Portugal and all that. The Battle of Hadrian's Wall, England versus Scotland. <laughs> that's the fucking <laughs> game of the group stage. Croatia, England's going to be pretty exciting. Hey, it's though. not the Battle of Hadrian's Wall though. Hadrian's Wall. <laughs> I've never heard that. <laughs> yeah, I just coined it. Oh, right. <laughs> pending. Nice. Man. <laughs> why don't you think? Um, why don't you think uh, Harry Kane? Because none of us named him as our goal scorer of the tournament. Why do you think he won't win it? Oh, yeah. He could. I just think Mbappe's going to score more because he won it in the World Cup and Mbappe was nineteen. And Mbappe's now twenty-two. And, and be better. And leagues better than he was in twenty eighteen. And. Yeah. If France is firing on all cylinders, he's going to score a lot of goals. And go maybe further than England, that adds to the tally. Yeah. Uh, but they're on the wrong side of the draw for us to play them unless we make the final. So if we're going to play France, it's going to be in the final. There you go. Yeah. Imagine. So, yeah, that that's our uh, Group D and F rundown, and that's our predictions. Uh, we're going to post our uh, all three of our predictions uh, on Instagram, and you can slate us. Tell us your own thoughts. How about this one? Who do you think, as a result of the Euro 2021, will be a player like Ozil in the World Cup and goes from like a mid-tier team and gets signed by like a Real Madrid or something based on their performance? Is there any players that you guys can think of that really jump out? Uh, fuck. Um, the one that first comes to mind for me, I think I think if Dina plays a big part in, in, in the French team... Which he will. Which he will. Well, Car- they play Car- Lucas Carlos- Hernandez in the World Cup, which is weird. Yeah. Yeah, and they actually have been playing with Which I don't in, get. In the friendlies too. But I, I feel like if Dini gets in the team and plays well, he, he, he could be a big money signing post Euro. I think Schaub is like... Where did uh, he play? Everton. Everton, yeah. I think even just... he's for- also been... He made a statement about Carlo leaving and it doesn't seem too, oh. too thrilled. Okay. I, I think uh, even though they're not going to make out the group said, Schaub is going to increase his market value tenfold in this yeah. World Cup. Uh, I also think... Um, Chiesa, he's already Juventus, but he's going to have a lot more people talking about him. Yeah. And oh, your boy, maybe I don't know, not well down, but it seems like a player who would. Yeah. Exactly. Well, he's going either he's either staying at Real Sociedad for a big fee, he's going back to Borussia, which is a big team, or Barca are linked with him. Mm. So like he's going to do well regardless, I guess, mm. of the World Cup. The other player I have is the Turkish striker Yilmaz. 
Yeah, who, just, just one league, just one league. One yeah, with Lil. And if he plays well, especially because there's going to be a spotlight on yeah. Turkey because we're all calling them a dark Speaking horse. of Turkey, Hakan Chalanolu so as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's true. already been linked to a few clubs. Who's that? Hakan Chalanolu, their center attacking mid. Where does he play? Turkey. Uh, he plays AC Milan, I AC think, at the moment. Yeah, he's um, been linked with Liverpool. And Arsenal, right. so yeah. Well, if he's linked with Arsenal, it's not going to happen, so he's yeah. going to end up at Liverpool. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, on, on Yilmaz, there's so few center forwards and there's so many teams looking for center forwards. Yeah. Like, obviously, there's Kane in the market in Haaland, but... Yeah, yeah. Yilmaz would be a good substitute for a bit less money. But yeah, um, all right. Well, that's going to round out the podcast for this week. We've done our we've done our groups. We've done our predictions. Uh, when we post them on Instagram, be sure to let us know. Of course, if you listen to the podcast before then, let us know. Um, thank you again, Rezik, for coming on. That's right, but always, also always just a pleasure. We're doing this out in the cold. <laughs> yeah, I was about, I was <laughs> so about to I was about yeah. to touch on that. I was yeah. <laughs> we we are freezing, so we need to wrap it up. It's been forty seven minutes. We're giving the people what they want. Um, I mean, Rezik's Rezik's had a chance to smoke and drink, so that's that's fine. <laughs> Not true. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's it's freezing out here. Um, probably the last time we'll be doing it outside Hopefully. for a while. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully we can have people... Are we going to uh, do any live watch-alongs on YouTube or what? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> we certainly should. That'd be good. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, maybe not on YouTube, but we'll post some live... Oh, maybe we should do... Yeah, it could be fun. Just but do hey. some Instagram clips of our goal reactions yeah. and you can post them on the page. <laughs> uh, yeah, but we'll, we'll, uh, there'll be plenty of content coming from us throughout the Euros. Um, and yeah, look forward to that. As always, uh, follow us on Spotify if you like what you hear. Uh, follow us on Instagram at 40 yard underscore switch. Uh, follow Rezik. We'll post his uh, tags when we post our stuff on Instagram. <laughs> Max underscore Rezik uh, underscore official. <laughs> <laughs> Blue tick. <laughs> uh, and yeah. Follow me too. Uh, and yeah, of course, for, you get tagged every week in the things we'll be, but yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, any, any final words, boys, before I sign off? I'm excited. I'm yeah. really excited for these yeah. Euros. I'm not usually excited for these tournaments because of the time difference and just, but right now, considering the leagues have wrapped up, I'm looking to watch a lot of games. Yeah, yeah. I'm really excited as well. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun. I'm also excited. <laughs> well, that, well, that makes <laughs> three say. of us. <laughs> Alrighty, guys. Uh, yeah, uh, tune in next week and uh, touch out for now. <laughs>